And we're back with another episode of Curiously Polar, the show about all things very north and very south. Uh, my name is Chris Marquardt and Henry Paul is with me as usual. Hey, Henry. A wonderful good morning. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. Um, let me see. We are still in Antarctica, I guess, from the title of this show. Um, and it has to do with China. What does China do in the Antarctic and why is it that interesting to talk about? What China is doing, um, what a lot of countries are doing, uh, using Antarctica for uh, research purposes. And uh, over the past years, um, China has built a couple of research stations in different parts of the country, uh, of the continent. And um, they started building a research station on the highest point of Antarctica. And in international reception, that process, not only building that research station, but also... De uh, aim to declare a special managed uh, area up on that um, plateau has uh, created a huge outcry in international politics and that's so, something i would love to talk about let's try to take this uh, apart first of all is there any significance of them building that research station on the highest point of antarctica well um they in in, in chinese um storytelling They have seen that the uh, uh, Americans have built the um, North Pole, the Amundsen-Scott Station, uh, the South Pole Station, Amundsen-Scott Station. The Russians have uh, established the Vostok Station at the Southern Pole of Cold. And the Chinese now operates in the highest point of Antarctica. So they, they, they try to get on the same level like the other superpowers, finding one significant point in Antarctica. So it's a, it's a superlative, pretty much. We have the highest research station in Antarctica. Yeah, indeed. Okay, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. It's also, I mean, um, having the, the highest point on Antarctica gives you quite um, some advantage. Um, in a place like Antarctica where you don't have light pollution, um, uncertain weather phenomena being on the highest point gives you a huge advantage looking into space, for example. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, sure. You're higher up, there's less atmosphere, and uh, you have... A better way to to watch space, yes, indeed. So, what's happening um, down there right now is that the way China um, uses that station um, puts the Antarctic Treaty System in um, in question. In, no, not really in question. It just um, they try to test it. Let's put it that they test the Antarctic governance. So we, we have the Antarctic Treaty System, which a lot of countries have um, signed, and that puts Antarctica into a status of, let's say, a joint governance and under peaceful usage, mm -hmm. only uh, dedicated for, for science. And um, additionally to the Antarctic Treaty System, we have certain Antarctic specially managed areas, ESMAs, And those asthmas, they are um, managed by different countries. So right now we have, oh, how many are they? I think it's 12. I know it's seven, seven asthmas, uh, seven of those specially managed. Wait, wait again. Asthma, asthma is Antarctic specially, specially managed, managed area. areas. Okay. Exactly. And they are managed by Brazil, Poland, Ecuador, Peru, the United States, 
New Zealand, Australia, Norway, Spain, United Kingdom, Chile, India, Russia, and Romania. Uh, and what what is special about these? Are they do they have their own I don't know laws? Do they have their own rules, or why why are they special? The purpose of the ASMAs is to assist in uh, in the planning and coordination of um, activities within those areas. Okay. So they 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 aim to avoid possible conflicts. They improve um, corporations between the Antarctic Treaty um, countries. They minimize environmental impacts. So they have kind of a a certain say in those areas, and that makes them a manager over a certain area and that's exactly the point where the mistrust towards china comes into play because what we can observe here in that whole debate about um china asking or aiming to declare a specially managed area around uh, dome a the highest point on the east antarctic ice sheet is that this would um put china uh, china into a certain position on governing that certain piece of, of land, especially under the impression of that the Antarctic Treaty system um, might get onto um, a, a check in um, 2049. There might be um, kind of an, a date where those frozen political claims of Antarctica might get unfrozen and the run for Uh, claiming parts of Antarctica would just start from scratch. Hmm. And uh, managing a certain area would put you, of course, in a position of advantage because you already are there. Uh, you're, already, you're already managing a certain area. And that's um, where a big mistrust, especially from Western countries, is heading towards China's ambitions and what the actual plans are with the Kunlun station up on Dome A. Okay, so... Um, is there anything the Chinese have already done that is um, frowned upon, or is it just the fact that they want to govern this part? Well, we see that um, China has some global ambitions, ambitions in several different parts of the world. We see the Southern China Sea, where China has um, built up Uh, artificial islands to underline their continental shelf uh, claim. We see that uh, China is very well invested in the northern sea route um, uh, in the north coast of Russia in the Arctic Sea. And um, we see that the, um, the, the appearance of China in Antarctica also has increased. So we see a lot of more researchers there. The uh, newest first um, solely in China built um, icebreaker uh, just runs down to Antarctica these days. So there, there are some some signs that China puts some emphasis in enlarging their role in uh, global politics and establishing that research station um, in 2009 is kind of one of the steps on the long run to, or is interpreted as one of the steps into the long run to underline China's ambitions. So in 2013, they raised the proposal to declare this um, Antarctic specially managed area under the governance of, of China. That didn't got any uh, majority in the Antarctic Treaty system. So that proposal just um, was yeah, was just gone. 
and uh, China's president Xi Jinping. That's actually exactly the same time when he took office. He raised that proposal first and then let that go. And um, they they have the the they have changed their attitude of keeping low to being active in the international arena. So the Chinese policy diplom uh, diplomacy has just changed under uh, President Xi, and we see that even though they have not raised a second attempt to declare it an, an Arctic specially managed area, we see that they um, head towards it. They create um, significant features to underline those facts. So they're actually copying a little bit their South uh, China Sea strategy towards Antarctica. They build an infrastructure there. They actually um, asked um, Australia, uh, because uh, Dome A basically lies within the um, Australian claim for Antarctica, for the permission of uh, enlarging the station. Australia has denied that. Uh, we are still not sure if if China sticks to that. Um, we see that there is an attempt and an ambition to enlarge the, the presence on that highest part of Antarctica to possibly underline a second proposal to form that eighth Antarctic specially managed area. What we also see is that this process of um, denying that proposal in 2013 has also put a lot of rocks into the pathways of marine protected areas around Antarctica because that's kind of the political game um, in the international arena. If um, China asks for that special managed area and doesn't get the support of the international community and the international community on the other hand asks for the formation of um, marine protected areas, then China says, well, you didn't support us, uh, so we don't support you. So those marine protected areas are still on, uh, you know, in limbo, basically. Interesting geopolitical uh, perspective here. And China, yeah, seems to be testing the borders or the, the lines that have been drawn in the sand so far, or in the ice, actually. <laughs> Indeed. So do we know where this will go? Do we have an idea or is it just something that we'll have to wait and see oh since that's the first proposal um the first substantial proposal china has made in antarctica um then we we don't really see where it goes to we see that the um, activity has increased so they are actually sending more researchers down there they're sending more material so they'll probably turn the summer station kunlun into an all-year-round um station might be possible but um Apart from that, we don't really see it from um, yeah from this day, but there might be just future implications, and that's actually what the international community is worried about. They don't really see the strategy; they just um, yeah look at other activities of China around the globe and try to to copy the implication uh, implications there towards um, the activities in Antarctica. Interesting. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way to put it. I think that covers this episode of Curiously Polar, episode 89. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to watch this for sure. So if you're interested in more Curiously Polar, you can find other episodes where you found this one, either on our website at curiouslypolar.com or 
well, in your podcast client of choice. And uh, of course, you can interact with us on Twitter at Curiously Polar. And we're also on Instagram. On Insta, I think the kids say Insta, right? <laughs> I don't Cur- know what kids are saying those days. <laughs> the kids these days. <laughs> um, also at Curiously Polar there on Insta. We'll be back in a week from now with more. Until then, everyone, take care. Take care.